Well, I want to firstly welcome all of you to this amazing, amazing moment. We want to just say that even though we're not gathering on Sundays at the moment, let's say that we are praying for you, thinking of you and having you in our hearts. One thing that we do want to say is that we want to celebrate what we have. And that's the fact that we're a family, even though we can't gather as a family, we're a family. And, and these messages are actually there to help us stay connected as a family and my prayer is that it will do indeed that so welcome king city church and all of those of you that are watching and following us on this let's pray father we thank you for this incredible moment where we can be together to celebrate who you are and uh, celebrate your love for us and celebrate the fact that we're a family and even though that we can't gather lord i pray that even in this very moment people will know the love of god upon their lives in a very real way I pray, Father, for families, I pray for individuals, Lord God, in King City Church and beyond, that your heart will be so connected to them that they will know that they're not alone and, and that your heart will reach into the very depths of where they are, Lord God. Whatever need they may be facing, I pray, Lord, that they will know that you love them and that you care for them. Pray for this message, Lord God, that it will touch hearts and penetrate deep into our souls. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So what we want to do is that our recording this morning, or today rather, it is morning as we record it, it may be afternoon or evening when you watch it, but our recording comes from a different place today. It's right here on top of the tallest building in Bulawayo. It's called the NRZ or National uh, Railway of Zimbabwe building. And we've chosen this spot for a particular reason. It's a beautiful view here right behind us. And um, we're thankful for the opportunity to speak from here. But we've chosen it because there's a specific reason that we would like to kind of expose you a little bit to, to the city of Bulawayo. This city is otherwise known by many people as the city of kings. Because there were two kings that lived in this area a long time ago. And so the association with kingship is very clear and there's an understanding that the city has about kings. And it's hence for that reason that we want to talk about this. Our, our series that we want to take you in as a church is going to be related to the whole thing of kingship and, and we're going to call it and we are calling it the king and I. We're going to talk about our relationship with the king called Jesus in a very real way and we're using a specific book from the Bible, the first gospel in the New Testament called Matthew and, and we're going to be going through it and helping us understand what it means to have Jesus as our king and how that practically would apply to our lives. And so hence the series is called The King and I. And uh, the reason why we're using the book of Matthew is simply is that Matthew aims at helping people understand that Jesus came to be king. When he came to earth, he did not just come to be savior. He did not just come to be Messiah. He came also to be king. And in the book of Matthew, we find quite a number of references to that. So we're going to take a journey through the book of Matthew over the next couple of weeks. And we actually will be introducing you to a simple reading plan on the book of Matthew so that you can kind of journey with us and stay with us and so that's the aim so this today I want to simply just introduce some aspects of Jesus as King from the book of Matthew and so we're going to look at a few there are so many references to him being King but today our focus will be on a few actually just six that we would like to give to you as a short summary and, um, and just kind of like a short preview also 
into the series that we're going to be doing about the king and I. So the first thing I want to mention to you is that the opening genealogy or the lineage that is designed or that's presented to us in the book of Matthew, it's right there in the first chapter, it's really designed to document Christ's credentials as Israel's king. Right in the first chapter, we've, we see that Matthew did this to convince his readers that it indeed was a king that was coming to earth. And he came from the lineage of David. And, and we see that in Samuel, for instance, David was promised. It says, your kingdom will never come to an end. It will last forever. And so when Matthew introduces us to Jesus, he actually links him already to this royalty, to the kingship that came from David. And Jesus came as a king. So even before he was born, there's proof in the Bible that he was going to be the king. The question I want to quickly ask you is, are you convinced today that Jesus came to be king of your and my life? Or is it still a point of debate for you? Is it still not clear that Jesus actually wants to be king? He really wants to. And I want to encourage you to proceed in this journey with us to see that Jesus wants to be that king. The second thing that we find from the book of Matthew is this, is that it says, after his birth, wise men came looking for the king of the Jews. In chapter 2, verse 2, we see that those wise men that we often read about, they came looking and saying, we're looking for the king of the Jews. <laughs> so clearly the Bible introduces us to the fact that Jesus came to be king. And today, the evidence of a king born is found not in a manger, but it is found in the lives of people. Back then, wise men found him as a little baby. Today, the evidence of Jesus as being king is, 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 the, is the lives of individuals submitted and, and, and willing to follow him. I want to ask you, is your life evident of that? Is your life an evidence of the fact that Jesus is king? And is he therefore king of your life? And again, we want to help one another to be part of that evidence. The third thing I want to share with you is that Jesus starts this ministry um, as we relate to him being king. It says that Jesus starts this ministry by preaching the following. He says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Matthew 4 verse 17, he introduces that to us. And John the Baptist, by the way, does the same. And so Jesus comes and he, and he calls for people to adjust their lives to a different kingdom that needs to operate here on earth. And so today, as we talk about the king and I, we want to say that the message is still the same, that the kingdom with its principles is to take shape in our lives. We want to encourage you as an individual, as families, to allow the kingdom of heaven to come into your hearts and to take shape in the way that you think. And as we will be journeying throughout this King and I series, we're going to look at practical ways in which that ought to be done. The fourth out of the six reasons that we see Matthew highlighting Jesus as King is found in the fact that when Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem, he quotes an incredible verse from one of the prophets of the Old Testament, Zechariah, in verse nine to verse, chapter 9 and verse 9, of Zechariah, he quotes the following where it says about Jesus that was going to come. It says, Behold, your king is coming to you riding on a donkey. We find that in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 5 when Jesus entered the city, that's how he came. 
And he fulfilled a prophetic word from Zechariah saying, he will come, the king will come as a king riding on a donkey. So indicating again that Jesus was going to be and will come to be our king. So they probably thought that, that if Jesus comes to be a king, he will probably ride on this wonderful horse and come with big fanfare. But Jesus comes differently. He comes as a servant and he comes to lay down his life. And, and maybe the expectations that they had of Jesus was different to what he came to be and to do. And, and maybe in that moment they missed him. I want to ask you is if you have expectations of Christ to come and just sort out your life and, and, and bless you and do all sorts of wonderful things, maybe you will miss something beautiful about him is that he wants to be your king. He wants to take control. And, and so we will be talking about those things in the next couple of weeks. But I want to probe you already to start thinking about it. The second last thing that I want to mention to you is that, that the first question that the governor Pilate asked Jesus when he's about to be... Um, spoken to and, and prepared for the actual crucifixion, Pilate says to him, and he asks, are you the king of the Jews? And that's in chapter 27, verse 11. And Jesus simply just answers this way. He says, you have said so. You have said so, Pilate. See, he has no problem, Jesus. He has no problem to be known as king, but he demands that don't we, we not only call him king, but that he becomes king in our lives. And there's a huge difference in that. Many times it's easy to say Jesus is king. But is Jesus really king of our lives? And, and so again, I, I stop to ask you, is Jesus the one that is the king of your life? And does he control and does he determine your ways? The last thing, as a proof from Matthew, that, that this is a good book to discuss and to, to discover together about the kingship of Jesus, is the last words in this very book where Jesus said these three words. He says, all authority has been given to me. That does sound like a king speaking, isn't it? It's in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. It's a, it's a great commission. And before that, he's, before he says go, he says, all authority is mine. Meaning that there's no higher authority than the, than the one that Jesus carries. And I want to encourage you as we collectively discover these things from Matthew, that you look at how the authority of Jesus functions in your life. And so friends, we're embarking on a journey together. And as we consider again the city of, of Bulawayo, known as the city of kings, I could imagine that back then under the kings of the times, Elikazi and Lobengula, maybe they understood, the people under the authority of those kings understood what it means to be under authority and our journey will be is to see what the impact of Jesus as King ought to have and should have in our lives when we consider this series called the King and I and so today we stand here in this beautiful spot we want to prepare ourselves and our hearts over the next couple of weeks to really consider what it means to have Jesus as Lord of our lives reminds me just simply of a of a friend that I spoke to in this past week a friend that I'd known since about 30 years ago and he's 80 at the moment and the one passion of his heart as I spoke to him over the telephone he said to me you know what Vesha I so love to still just do what the king one needs to do
that is to reach out to other people. He had this passion. He was almost crying in his heart. And, and it just so inspired me. An 80-year-old friend would live with such a passion still to say, God, all authority belongs to you. Whatever you have for my life, I still want to pursue that. And an eight-year-old man, his story inspired me. I want to encourage you as we look at the life of Jesus from the book of Matthew, may we be inspired to submit and to let his rulership take control of our lives. God bless you and thank you for joining us. Let's pray together again. Lord, I thank you for this beautiful spot that we can be at today. I thank you for the city of Bolo. I thank you for every resident here. And we thank you that Jesus, you are king of this place. You are king of this earth. And Lord, our prayer today will be is that not only will you be king by virtue of what we say, but that you will be king by the way we live our lives. And Father, I pray that as we journey into the next couple of weeks, considering King Jesus and my life, that you will help us to see what it means to be under the governance and the rulership of Jesus. And we'd gladly want to be there, Lord God. I pray that you will guide us as a church towards that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the view.